Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, we're joined in the studio by Gabe Baker. Gabe, welcome to the show. Thank you, Derek. I'm glad to be here, man. All right. I'm pumped up. I think you have a great story to tell, and I'm going to make sure people know who you are and know a little bit about your background. If I butcher anything about your bio, feel, feel free to jump in and just correct me, okay? Sure, All right. So uh, you graduated from Rice University with a bachelor's degree in environmental engineering. Then you were the captain of the Rice University football team. You had your master's degree in theology from Houston Graduate School of Theology. You were an American Ninja Warrior. You were on the Netflix show Ultimate Beastmaster, competing there. You are a cellist and you've performed at weddings, conferences, and worship services. You, have, you were an engineer for three years, and now you do community organizing, which um you've done uh, you've led international volunteer corps trips in to serve um local needs in various communities as well as now you do a public policy and you're in a community engagement for uh, harris county judge yeah, yeah and then of course you have a big focus on social impact and yeah. christian ministry yeah so what don't you do that's pretty good um <laughs> I, I live a pretty explorative life following my curiosities I so um i have a ton to ask you i know even in the prep we did not have time to go through all of it yeah, yeah. but we'll get through as much as we can all right but, but but don't rush don't rush so we'll have a good time together okay let me ask you um so so it's noted here you were the captain of the rice university football team yeah when did you find out you were going to be the captain mm -hmm. of the football team? And and, and quick, uh, I guess for people to know, my voice isn't typically sound like Batman. Uh, right now. <laughs> I have this groggy voice. I'm getting over a little sickness, but um, so yes, I played football at Rice from 2010 to 2014. Um, I had a medical red shirt my second year playing, so basically I had some injuries. And uh, if you're familiar with the the idea of red shirting, mm -hmm. uh, typically the coaching staff will make decisions on. Uh, if you're a young player, usually you'll redshirt your freshman year. Basically, they'll they'll save your first year of playing of eligibility and use that year as a developmental year. Got um, it. Or you can do that as if you get injuries, they can kind of uh, use a they'll call it a medical redshirt. Essentially, a medical redshirt my second year that left me um, three years of eligibility to play. Mm -hmm. My last year of eligibility is when uh, I, I got the opportunity to be uh, a captain on the team, and it was an in team vote so all the all my my uh teammates voted on who they want to be the captain um and the coaches kind of validate confirm mm -hmm. uh, the vote there so which is pretty crazy it's crazy one one i i would have no idea how it happened otherwise yeah, number one. yeah, yeah. but number two it speaks about your impact with your peers right because um of course your coaches are involved all the way around but then your peers being able to see you year after year your hard work your dedication your focus in the craft of football and going, hey, this is somebody we want to lead us. Yeah. It's a powerful thing. So what, what, what were your thoughts, feelings? Sure. What was the experience when you found out you were chosen? Yeah, I mean, I was, uh, excuse me as I crack uh, my voice. Um, I was extremely excited, uh, obviously so honored uh, to, to be given that title. Um, but honestly, I kind of wasn't too phased by it and, and mainly because um, nothing changed for me. Like um, what I mean by that is that everything that I did from a leadership mm -hmm. standpoint to get me there. Sure. I just kept doing it. So yes. it didn't it didn't elevate me to be like, oh, now I have to be more vocal. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I, and, and inherently I wasn't that much of a vocal leader, more just kind of a leader in action and character. Mm -hmm. Um 
but yeah, so it was kind of one of those things like, okay, I mean, I'm so grateful and honored. It does elevate the responsibility that, that one does carry if, mm-hmm. if you have that title. Of course, you know, if you're going to be a spokesman on behalf of the team for whatever it is and different right. things like that and being being the leader. Uh, but again, the things that thankfully I was doing to get mm-hmm. into that position, things didn't change. It was kind of business as usual. Real, that's real. You know, it's interesting because uh, we talk about like there's a mystique when it comes to leadership. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to be a leader. Like, I can't wait till somebody gives me the title or gives me the role. Then, then at that point, then I'm going to become this dynamic, outspoken, uplifting person when that role comes and it's, and it's, and it, and it hits me. But to your point is most of the time when somebody is, is given a leadership role, it's acknowledging what they've already been doing. That's right. Yeah. So I'm just thinking about people out there who, are, who have that aspiration for a leadership position, role, title. Nothing wrong with the aspiration, but start doing it now. Like, yeah. don't wait to like become this magical person when you get a role, but begin making a difference right now, which I feel like you were doing. And that's the reason yeah. it was recognized. This is the, the guy, you know, one of the two guys on the entire team that we want as the captain. Yeah, that's absolutely, absolutely true. I, I think that that philosophy, that principle is is so uh, valid and it's definitely got me to where I was at the time and has led me uh, further. The, the concept of uh, doing the things that the person that you want to be is doing. Yes. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the key. So yeah, yes. yeah, that's powerful stuff. I love that. I love that. Okay, so you finished your fifth year redshirting at Rice. Yeah. And then... Um, what was the next step for you? Were you were you yeah. stay in football or, or what? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I knew I was in the position of like, hey, I can try out, try to go to the NFL or I can just quickly move on. I was like, hey, I'm in the best shape of my life right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it all I got. So December, I guess uh, January 2015, I jumped into training for uh, kind of NFL tryouts and stuff like that. And so that is where it, where it led me there. Um, so 20, yeah, so that spring was that, you know, huge, very ambiguous, transitory time of like, okay, all right, I've invested my whole life in playing football. College is over. Right. I, you know, I'm gonna figure out what I'm gonna actually mm-hmm. do in this next next phase of my life. And so I, I spent three, four, about three and a half or so months training hard for our my our NFL pro day, which is just that NFL tryout at our at our university, mm-hmm. and. Put, did everything I could to put myself in position for that, um, for sure. I knew I wasn't going to get drafted in the the typical mm-hmm. NFL draft, but you know I got connected with an agent, and they're like, "Yeah, but, you know, based on where you're at, numbers and everything else, uh, you know, there's a chance that you can get a, a an in, an invite as a free agent to some uh, NFL mini camps, mm-hmm. most of that." And so that was the next stage uh, right. where I was at the time, mm-hmm. um, and it was interesting because it was so. I mean, it was exciting. It was extremely. Uh, unknown of what I was possibly was going to say. So in my mind, I was like, God, uh, I was praying to be surrendered to whatever, whatever answer God would give me mm-hmm. um, where they was like, Hey, you get a shot or you don't. Um, and so what happened? I didn't get any, I didn't get any, mm-hmm. any calls, nothing. Mm-hmm. It was just no calls, no nothing, no invites in anything else. I was pretty, I was pretty sad. And I was like, man, uh, I, I, I wanted you. a shot at least just mm-hmm. to say, yeah, I had a shot. And if I didn't come, come through, then so be it. But Mm-hmm. You know, it was an answer to my prayer and I took sure. it and, and, and thankfully I was, I was really, uh, and I, you know, thankful to put myself in a position to transition out of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, um, had a civil engineering job, roadway design, um, that Got I it. jumped right into the beginning okay. of June, mm-hmm. um, at that point. 
Um, and so, uh, so let me yeah. let me ask you about the training. Okay, so, sure, so, sure, sure. So again, you've been training like virtually your whole life at this point. So training yeah. through high school, training through as you're on the the college football team, yep. Yep. and then was there significant changes to like NFL training? Um, like not so much. I mean, you do a lot of position specific training, which you already do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your entire time that you're playing football, whatever position you're at. Mm-hmm. Right. But then you do have a skill specific training you do for the combine testing. Got so it. That would be the only thing that changes because literally at, at your pro day or the, if you watch the NFL combine on NFL network, you'll see that they, you know, they run the 40 yard dash, you, the vertical jump, the broad jump, mm-hmm. bench press test, all these different things. Sure. So you're training specifically to do really well in those specific, um, uh, testing events. Right. Um, so you, you do focus a lot on that, but overall you're just getting super strong, super mm-hmm. flexible. You're doing, I mean, you're, you're training five, six days, six days a week, mm-hmm. you know, Sundays usually recover day. And then you kind of do it over again. So. Wow. And, and how many hours a day would you, were you putting in at that you, point? I mean, sometimes we'll do like two a days in the sense, depending on what you're doing, you wouldn't be smart with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're training for at least, you know, about two hours a day, mm-hmm. um, you know, every day. I mean, so you're cranking. Right, right. Because, I mean, in my mind, I'm like, if I'm going to go all out at some point, at one point in my NFL and mm-hmm. football life, sure. this is the point I need to do. And That's obviously, right. you, you need to be doing that all the way leading up to get sure, your position. Sure. But, I mean, it's, it's kind of going all in. Mm. So that's where I was at. It was, really, it was it. exciting, man. But it was, I, I put a lot of good work in. But right. it's was, it was what it was. So then, did it materialize with NFL? And then, so did, uh, what was next for you regarding like, athletics, yeah, athletics, competition? What, yeah. what was next? So I had a really, really close friend of mine. Um, he was in the obstacle courses, American Ninja Warrior game training. Mm-hmm. He had been on the show a couple of times. And when I was training for this NFL Pro Day stuff, I was like, hey, man, if this falls through, I'm mm-hmm. going to jump and start training with you. So that's nice. exactly what happened. So mm-hmm. literally, I started my new career. And that same summer, I jumped in and started training and in these Ninja Warrior space, which is completely mm-hmm. different. Right, right. Completely different. Because you went just from, you said pure strength yeah, yeah. to this completely, you know, transforming your regimen. Yeah, no, yeah, because uh, very little transfers from that kind of training uh, for mm-hmm. football mm-hmm. to uh, body weight sport like mm-hmm. American Ninja Warrior obstacle course racing. Sure, right. you have your uh, your competitive spirit and mm-hmm. your, your perseverance, all your discipline, sure. perhaps, and and even uh, your overall ath- athleticism and, and and whatnot. But from the stance of what's really required to be successful in a show like um, American Ninja Warriors, upper body, finger strength, uh, different kind of balance, mm-hmm. um, and just being able to to maneuver your body in certain ways in the air and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. You obviously you don't have to do that in football. <laughs> right, you're not right. swinging and you know and, and finger strength, right? Finger, this is what uh, like, if you're blocking someone in football, mm-hmm. but, but not, not hanging from your fingers, by right? Your body weight. So right. again, completely different kind of training. So it definitely humbles you out mm-hmm. <laughs> very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then getting an experience. So was there a, an American Ninja Warrior event or yeah. what what happened there or Sure, sure. So so um thankfully in most cities, it seems like at this point, they have like gyms, actually. Mm-hmm. They call them ninja gyms. Mm-hmm. Basically, they have all the course testing or course um, training obstacles that mm-hmm. simulate the experience you would have on, on the show if you got on. Right? right. So you can get in there and, and, and train on all types of different things. A lot of people rock climb and stuff. So I got into doing that a little bit. Nice. Um, so, yeah, you kind of are able to simulate it, that kind of experience 
like just like anything you would do mm-hmm. you would train for right 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 yeah yeah so then um was the main competition you were a part of in Houston? So you you right. were still in Houston at this point. Yeah, yeah. So I'm training in Houston. And so when you train for the show, you actually put in like a video application, which comes in at the, at the end of the year. Mm. You send it to the show, right? Mm-hmm. You send it to the producers. Um, and then you, if you're going to try to get on the show, you just have, you have to get a call um, that, hey, you're going to compete in this episode or you're going to compete at this city qualifier. Um, Got it. And so in basically- <clears throat> This one ended up being in Oklahoma City. Got it. Okay. So they have regional qualifiers. And so okay. based on where you're at, you'll be in, de- in a defined region. And then the producers can tell you, hey, you're going to com- you're gonna compete here or whatever. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah. So so your application video, it was good yeah. enough so the producers were going, hey, yeah, we're bringing yeah. you to the regional. Yeah. And there's so many things about TV production that you learn from it. A, a lot of times when it comes to these shows, they want a story to tell. Mm-hmm. So. Even if you're oh. not like the best athlete, American Ninja Warrior athlete, if you have a story to tell, sure. a lot of times that can, that can well, that'll, you know, open the door it's for you. Uh-huh. It's a difference maker. It's a difference maker. So having the football background, different things, I think it, you know, was a good selling point. In a sense. Uh, you know, so yes. I, I'll take it. So right, it was right, great. Right. So I got, I got a call probably like Feb- February that I was going to be on the show and then uh, competed in, um, I think it was like May when our, when our, when our city qualifier was got it yeah, so, yeah. so what was it like what happened on american ninja warrior for yeah you? it was interesting so one thing people don't know is like at what time they shoot the shows mm-hmm. um so they actually shoot the shows overnight mm-hmm. uh, they shoot it probably starting around like 8 or 9 p.m when it gets really dark Whoa, they okay. shoot it all the way into the early morning um so they like early morning like like 4 or 5 a.m oh when, whenever they get the last <clears throat> whatever time the last competitor uh, runs the course mm-hmm. and sometimes it's longer sometimes it could be a little shorter but it always ends up going pretty early into the morning typically so that was a situation for me mm-hmm. you kind of get the lineup the number that hey I'm, I'm number this in the whole you know list of athletes and there's a hundred plus athletes wow there. right and so I'm in Oklahoma City it's late yeah it's it's May um, it's night you're nervous like oh man this is what I've been waiting for right I've been training you know about the show I'm gonna be on TV and you're excited but you're staying up like potentially to late hour or early hours of yeah. the morning late hours of the night not knowing when you're gonna compete like exactly oh yeah not at all I mean you, you kind of you'll watch who's coming up based on where they're at in line. Mm -hmm. But again, you can't gauge how fast the show people are going to run through the course. People will, you know, either complete the course and take the whole time or they'll fall on the first obstacle. Right. right? So you never know. So, Uh so you're nervous and you're waiting and you're watching and you're also, I mean, you're also trying to, you know, learn from the previous the athletes who go on the on the uh, who run the course oh yeah i should do that right or you're getting more intimidated because someone <laughs> right, right. who you know is better than you sure. falls on obstacles oh dang mm. they probably on that obstacle. so so you're gaining tips and, and and lessons learned so you're nervous and you're just waiting mm-hmm. and i knew i was kind of further down the line but i didn't know i'd wait that long so well actually what ended up happening it, it was raining it was oh. cold and so you're <laughs> you're there the whole night um, I had some a couple friends from the football team who drove up to Oklahoma City to ch- to cheer me on. So I'm like, yeah, that's right. Because on the show, you, you see a whole crowd. Of the yeah, crowds waiting know, the through crowd, this too. No, the crowds waiting there the whole night. Typically oh my too. goodness! And some people can shuff, can cycle out if you're in the audience, but uh-huh. man, the crowd is they they got to hold hold strong through the night. Wow! I didn't get on the course until like five in the morning. Five, five in the morning. morning. So you're yeah. waiting the whole night. Are you like napping, sleeping? Is there an inside area? What's yeah? So, so at this course, unfortunately, there's no inside area. It was just okay. it was unfortunate. I don't know what the arrangement was, but there wasn't. Hmm. Either I didn't know 
didn't know where it was. No one told me. <laughs> as far as I know, there wasn't. So I was outside, and you're trying to find a place to, you know, close your eyes and that. But again, mm. you're nervous. And you, you again, you, you, you're wondering what, what's going to be to my advantage to it, study these other people exactly. or to get some more rest. Exactly. And like, yeah, you want to. Oh, I want to keep watching because I want to see what they did different and mm. so I can prepare myself better. So I probably. You know, laid down, closed my eyes for about 30, 45 minutes. Wow. But the entire time I'm, I'm awake. Mm -hmm. And so if you imagine trying to compete on a, you know, a very strenuous competition, physical competition, mm -hmm. and you stay up all night um, and you're nervous <laughs> mm -hmm. and you're trying to do everything to stay warm and all these different things. Right. And so I did, I did all right. I didn't do good enough to make it. So they take the top 30 from the, from the qualifier, uh, city qualifier. They take the top 30 to the city finals mm -hmm. and they shoot that. Um, uh, I think, oh, they shoot the city qualifier one night. And if you make the city finals, they shoot it the next night. Got it. Um, so I, I I was like number 31 or 32. So mm -hmm. I just missed it. And so it. you make it on based on, I guess, yeah, how well you place is based on how far you get on in the, uh, you know, the course, sure. how fast you get there. Mm -hmm. So based on my time and how far I went, you know, I just, that's where I landed. So I was just right on the cusp of right. making it to the city finals. Got so it. Now, make it. But even with that top 30, more than the top 30 can potentially have TV spots as far as come on the sure. actual show. Is that Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Um, so the, I didn't get shown in the episode that I ran the course in. Okay. So once you run on the course, it's probably maybe a couple months until they show the episodes on TV. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's another, that's another reality. Uh, I know we briefly talked about that, but that was, that's another thing. So yeah, you don't know, um, who's going to be shown in the right. episode that you competed. Right. Cause I've, I've it's yeah. me, right. I'm, I've competed and then uh, how do I, how would I know that my show is coming up Yeah, or my potential show? Right. Right. So, uh, you know, um, I guess, you know, in the schedule of when they're showing certain episodes, like, okay, I know the LA qualifier is showing then, mm -hmm. you know, our regional qualifiers is this date, Oklahoma City, right? And so you know within the calendar of dates. Got it. Okay. You have no idea who they're going to show on TV. So nobody taps on your shoulders. Hey, you know, the producer or anybody from the from the, from the network lets you right. know, hey, you're, you're going to be on. Uh, at least as far as I know. Okay. Right. I, I think perhaps if you're like a veteran on the show and you're mm -hmm. like, you know, this this highlight person, perhaps sure. you're like, yeah, I know I'm going to be on the mm -hmm. show. Um, but even at that, they they don't tell you how they're going to produce it. So sometimes it could be just a, a short snippet of, mm -hmm. your, of your run on the course sure. or it could not be anything. Mm -hmm. So again, no one tells you until the show comes. No, you won't know until the show comes out. Right. watching so it's like live the live show yeah. so if i was like hey let me get my fa friends and family together to right. watch the show hey i might be on <laughs> yeah, and maybe uh, so what was it like for you on sure yeah so i didn't have like a, wa a viewing party or anything i was i remember i was just at home with my, my parents like hey i think you never know i might be on the show or not mm -hmm. um but typically if you're gonna do it you'd probably like i would have done it with other houston ninja athletes who compete on the show yeah who kind of i knew had maybe had a better um a better chance of being shown perhaps. Mm -hmm. and, and even if they didn't get shown, you, you're still there in community and watching. But sure. yeah, I just watched my family say, oh, okay, they get shown. Got it, got <laughs> it. But then, I mean, that's a, I think that's less awkward than yeah. having like having everybody no, over yeah, and then like, being hey, like, over. We're gonna party. <laughs> and you know, oh, so, oh, everybody, dang. thanks for coming. I'm like, glad, oh. glad y'all showed support, but I didn't show <laughs> up. Trust me, I, I really ran the course, right? <laughs> I know it didn't seem like it, but I did. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And, um, 
and then so in the course with the family there's no like recording from on, on the crowd like oh yeah they don't want you to um like people in the audience with their camera exactly. phones people do but you gotta sneak it <laughs> you okay. gotta sneak but people end up doing it but then there's that non-disclosure thing so uh, when it comes to, they don't want you, if people do take a video, they, people are pretty good at not showing videos until the episode comes out. Like mm -hmm. if you have a personal video of your course around the course, people right. do that, right, right. but you gotta, gotta sneak it though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so then you had American Ninja Warrior experience and then, yeah. so then tell me about the other show. Yeah, so yeah, you have so this, this uh, the ultimate beast ultimate master. What, so yeah. tell me about how that came about. Yeah. So it was an interesting connection to Ninja Warrior. So, um, to what I came to find out is that these two shows are completely different networks, obviously Netflix and NBC, different, mm -hmm. um, similar show concept, obstacle, obstacle course reality show. Um, and, but they have, they have, uh, and they also had crossover producers, uh, which mm -hmm. I came to find out. And so basically what led me to the Netflix show was a producer pushing my name to the show. I didn't know, but they reached out to me and was like, Hey, we have, a, there's a show coming out on Netflix. Uh, do you want to put an application for it? And I had no clue what it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, they said Sylvester Stallone was one of the ex executive producers. Uh -oh, that's a selling point. Did, didn't get to meet him. Sadly. Uh. I know. I was like, Wait, Sylvester, where you at? Um, but it was, it was cool still. But I was like, yeah, I don't see why not. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But the thing that the thing that got me the opportunity, uh, to my understanding, was not being shown on American Ninja Warrior. So when my episode came out in American Ninja Warrior, I didn't get shown, right? Mm -hmm. You know, disappointed. It's like, sure. okay, you got to move on. Mm -hmm. Maybe next year. Mm -hmm. um, but what that opened up was, uh, I think there's kind of, there's a non-compete situation with those two shows. Got it. And so that opened up the opportunity for me to be, you know, a, a featured athlete if you will on this mm. new show that's a competing show right and so it was kind of like oh wow i mm -hmm. think I'm, I'm grateful to not have made it on ninja warrior at the right. time because i would have not been exposed to this other incredible mm. opportunity like this closed door ended up being another open door for it you a, it was another open door and that's always mm -hmm. that's a, a, a an incredible just like yeah lesson learned like life lesson yes general. like a lot of times you think something doesn't go the way you want it it's like oh man Mm -hmm. this, this is what this was not how it was it was supposed to go sure but obviously hindsight is 2020 mm -hmm. you can see how things align a little better but it was I, I was i wasn't so disappointed i was like yeah i gotta be on the show it was great mm -hmm. um and this was to me it was just in even like a icing on the cake or a whole new cake in itself sure. Sure. <laughs> i'm like wow i got another opportunity through this show mm. and it was it was really really special right i think it's a great lesson i think about the the yeah. phrase like like don't get bitter get better you know and uh, even oh, when absolutely. it when it didn't, didn't yeah. go perfectly when it comes to netflix and i just think about life in general yeah you know it's a it's a principle of life. When things don't go my way, what do I do about it? Yeah. And am I looking for that next open door? Because there's probably something, right? Or That's open true. window, you know, or, or something else I'm meant to be, you know, be be uh, be exposed to yeah. that I just need to, keep, I need to keep on way to keep on looking. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. I think a lot of times you may not see the opportunity that it leads to because you may be so focused on not of missing something that just happened. Right. Right. And mm -hmm. so it is like, okay, what can you gather from something that didn't happen the way you may have, yeah, the way you may have not wanted it to go mm -hmm. in, in kind of, yeah, getting better, not bitter. I like that. And then the, um, so then for Netflix, you yeah. did, you did, you were on the show. I was on the show. So okay. check it out. It's still there. It's season, still there. Season two, episode two. That's the episode I'm, I'm primarily in. Um, but it's a really, really cool show. Um, 
It's essentially it's obviously a Netflix original show. It it features the our season featured all well, season two obviously as I mentioned mm-hmm. uh, athletes from six different countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was U.S., um, Spain, France, India, China. Oh man, I'm blanking. India, France, Spain, China. Oh man, people are gonna kill me for missing. That. <laughs> India, U.S., India, France, Spain, China. Oh. <laughs> Did I say Italy? No. Oh, in Italy. There we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Italy. You yeah, remembered Italy. Italy. I know. <laughs> um, but it was so cool. And so they, um, yeah, so it was a lot of athletes. Yeah. A lot of athletes, over 100 athletes total. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're there. It's a small select few of people from each country. I think whether there's like 16 people from each country. Wow. Um, and so it was probably, it was a really, really cool experience. So they, they flew us out to LA uh, for two weeks. And this was in uh, late fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, late, late uh, mid to late November 2016 when I did this and uh, mm-hmm. yeah you're there and you uh, yeah you, you kind of have to change up your, your sleeping schedule because just like on Ninja Warrior mm-hmm. you film at night right so so you get out to the chorus around 8 or so when the when the sun starts to go down or probably around, a little earlier than that but once the stars, sun starts to go down and then once it's dark you go out to the course yes you, you get on there so you're mm-hmm. there you know to the early morning like 3 a.m or so wow <laughs> yeah, okay yeah, yeah. So, so you have to change it up what's interesting because after i found out you were on ultimate beastmaster i went to go look it up and i love the way it says it. it says elite athletes from the u.s and other countries compete for cash prizes individual glory and national pride that's it that's, that's <laughs> actually a really good description and it's, it's exactly right because <laughs> I mean, you're you're you have cha- you mean you're cheering your teammates on. You create we create our own chants and different things. Sure. Uh, for our fellow U.S. athletes, and mm-hmm. it was really cool. Nice. Yeah. 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 Okay, so all of this is happening in the athletic realm. Yeah. But you're an engineer back yeah. in Houston. Yeah. Exactly. So then, what do you tell your? I mean, can can you put on Facebook that hey, I'm on Ultimate Beastmaster or, or no? And what yeah. do you tell your boss? Like, how do you just leave for two weeks? Right. Kind of. Yeah. Um. So with this show again, there's with these. T- shows there's an they always have you sign a, a non-disclosure agreement mm-hmm. um so basically that you can't put public information that you're on the show that you're competing on the show until it's until they let you know yeah. it's from a marketing standpoint with the with the you know with the network and whatnot so mm-hmm. that's so like hey netflix is gonna let you know we need can tell people that you're on the show right um but obviously i have to tell my 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 boss that mm-hmm. i'm leaving work yes. for two weeks to go on this to compete <laughs> and other people like i tell you know our minister at the church and mm. people that people that expect me to be somewhere i right. have to tell them i'm leaving for two weeks right so thankfully you know um i, I was able to, to do some uh remote work with uh, when i was i was a roadway design engineer so i do some work when i was out there um and i had some you know pto that i could uh, leverage while I was there as well, so it, it worked out and it was it was great. But it was one of those weird things. And uh, another connected thing to this, you know, keeping the 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 the, the lid on the on uh, what's the word? The keeping dis- things disclosed. Disclosed. Or? Yeah, I was gonna put it, keeping a cap on the bottle kind of thing. Mm. Um, is that uh, we filmed the show in 2016? They didn't release the show until 2017, mm. a, literally a year later. So. You can't tell anyone you're on the show for a whole year. Oh wow! <laughs> it's so it's really really weird, and, mm-hmm. it, and it, it's a very it's it's a true test of patience mm-hmm. um, because it's like wow, I went on this incredible experience that like literally changed my life in so many ways, and you have to get back to 
business as usual and, and act like nothing happened. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't I didn't tell anyone the outcome either. I didn't tell my parents the outcome of the oh, show. Oh, okay. And I for if you haven't seen the show, it's okay if you hadn't, but for uh, for the purposes of motivating you to perhaps watch my episode, yes. I won't tell you how I did. And okay, so it's, it's season uh, two. It's still there, season two, episode two. Episode two. Okay, I, I, I have not seen the show, but okay, I, cool. I, I, I'm committed to seeing hey, the show. Come so. on, watch. It's a lot of fun. It's okay. a really cool show. Yes, and you you don't have to watch the whole season. You can just watch. No, the bro, you were on the show. I need to watch it. <laughs> you can watch it. All right, all right. But yeah, so essentially, you gotta you gotta you know keep your mouth shut about the about you being in this really cool show mm-hmm. for a whole year. And they they actually kept bumping back the release date of you of of the show. So I was like, oh yeah, by the beginning of the summer, we'll let you can tell people about it. It's like, oh no, we're gonna bump the. They bumped it to the end of the summer, and then they bumped mm. it a one more day in the fall. And they finally, it's like, okay, we're gonna release it here. And then it's like, oh, thankfully I can tell people now, <laughs> right? And so the funny thing about that, it's like, oh, Gabe, that was great. You're on the show. It's like, dude, that was a whole year. My life is completely different now. <laughs> so, people are like, what's next for you athletically? Next? Well, yeah, I've been doing that already. What's next has already been happening. <laughs> it's what I'm doing currently. So that was all, that was like a that's like a funny thing about this show. Right, right. You have like these series of like experiences that are like nobody has, right? Like it's like all the time. Um, so it's not just yeah again i read it in your bio but it's like wait wait he plays a cello and then i didn't, I didn't even mention <laughs> yeah. that you sing and yeah, then you yeah, got the rice football then you have like american ninja warrior then it's ultimate <laughs> Beastmaster. it's like okay yeah oh. i'm trying to find my lane man that's what i'm, <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out yeah so speaking of lanes we'll switch lanes sure. to talk about um so you're an engineer yeah uh three years and then decided on a change i did I so did. you went from being an engineer to policy advisor and community engagement specialist yeah what inspired you to make that move so it started mainly in, during my undergrad at Rice. Um, I got a really cool internship opportunity with the then Harris County judge. The Harris County judge is just the county executive. In Texas, they call the mayor of the counties, quote unquote, or the, uh, the chief executive of the counties, county judges. So it's, it's kind of a, a confusing formality, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not the traditional judge that you would think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got an intern for him. I was an inter- his intern. He became a, a mentor and, and a good friend of mine as well. Um, and post that, that was a- actually, I, I that was during my undergrad. And then when I told you about I was training for the NFL, I was I also got to work part time for him mm-hmm. during that springtime because I, I had to try to find a, a way to make a living and sure. everything. So he let me to come back in his office and work part time there. Um, actually I got to introduce him at the, at the state of the County address, which was probably one of the coolest speaking opportunities I had. Nice. Um, and I mean, it was, it was just the, the audience I got to speak to was really, really great. And it was, which, who, who, who is that? And, and oh, sure. for, for people who don't know, like, um, oh, sure. So it's similar to like, you know, the state of the union where the president comes up at the beginning of the year and say, Hey, this is where the country's at. Wow. Same idea, but for the, the state, count, for the county, for the county, the Harris County, which is the county that Houston's in. Mm-hmm. It's the best, third largest county in the country. Third, third largest, largest county. county in the country. And you got a chance to introduce the leader of that county? Yeah, the mayor of the county. The, the mayor of the county. The, the, chief, the, yeah, the CEO of the county. CEO of the county. Right. And so the, I was working part-time. He was like, hey, hey Gabe, do you want to introduce me? I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? It's casual. Is that like a, hey, up, up next is the <laughs> mayor? Or like what, what oh, went no, into that? No, yeah. So I actually had a 10-minute slot to speak. Wow. So that's a lot of, that's a good amount of time to say, yes. to share my piece. So I actually had like a good, I was very proud of myself. <laughs> I had a good speech. Uh-huh. And I, I I talked about, you know, um, 
I can't remember offhand, but I I, I kind of gave the the three A's. I kind of gave you know like almost like lesson points of like mm. hey, this is where this is the vision of 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 any organization and different things mm. to make it kind of inspirational sure, and right. personal as well. So it was, it was it went really well. Nice. Um. And so yeah, you kind of lead. You basically kind of set it up to lead into introdu- introducing mm-hmm. you know, the county judge. Nice. It was really cool. It was so it was such a blessing, man. Such mm-hmm. a blessing and. Uh, from that opportunity, that's actually what got me connected to the civil engineering firm that I worked for. Got it. Um, I had a colleague in the judge's office whose brother worked for the firm, and then I guess the, the I guess the firm, um, I guess the office manager, the office leader of the of the firm that I worked for was at that county state of the county, and then they reached out from there. It was really really cool. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely. Um, kind of interesting to see how connections and opportunities come. Oh, yes. Right. Opportunities lead to opportunities. You know? Yes. Oppor- hey, that's the quote. That's, that's the uh, that's the tweet right there. Yeah, it is. Opportunities, opportunities lead to opportunities. And so, yeah, there's so many lessons from that. One slight tangent. I'm going to get to how I got into my career now. Sure. Uh, but one thing I always try to never do is turn down a speaking opportunity. Yes. I so- really I try to never do it, especially because I know how much I'm going to grow from it. Yes. Um. In the preparation stage and learning about myself about whatever topic mm. they want to speak on and then in the moment of delivering the message yes there's so much to learn from and then the post feedback the right so, so the, my goodness you're, you're speaking my language right bro, now <laughs> it's, it's a journey that you you mm-hmm. like you enter into for whatever it is like mm-hmm. ask to lead a bible talk even if it's a small setting or asked to give a speech or a sermon at, a, at a, whatever it is right I'm like yeah if i can make it there i'm gonna make it there I'm yes um, so I've learned so much about that. So I love it. that was one of those great lessons. In addition, like opportunities lead to opportunities. Mm-hmm. The opportunity of speaking leads to further opportunities. Yes. You know? and, and let me let me let me hammer home that point to my audience real quick. So I, I literally have seen no other practice that has expanded my career, that expanded my influence, that has made me more known than, than deciding I will say yes to every speaking opportunity, no matter how afraid, wow. scared, worried. Uh, but you you captured that point so eloquently when you described it the before, the prep, yeah. the delivery, the post. Yeah. Because there's so much to learn. You know, and even like you so much you learn, you learn so much from, mis- from the mistakes you make as well. Oh yeah. You're going, hey, oh, that yeah. punchline didn't exactly hit <laughs> the way I thought. I thought people were gonna or laugh. Something there. else hit that you right. didn't expect to hit. Yeah, like, that wasn't even in my yeah. notes. You know, oh, let yeah, me yeah. take that down from for another Sucks. speech that I'm gonna do, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely, man. So that was a really, really cool thing. And so what that led to, that led to my engineering career. So I worked there for about three years and kind of uh, maybe about like six months into me working as an engineer, I was like, man, this is not where I want to be long-term for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I quickly knew that, man, I can muscle out like this technical work, but it definitely wasn't where I think I naturally uh, would excel and could work, could, you know, just be my best self, mm-hmm. and professional self. And so I knew I wanted to get back into like the social impact, community engagement. I'd, I'd done a lot of community organizing outside of that and continually mm-hmm. along the way. And so I was like, yeah, I want to get full, you know, get my feet into that more full time. Uh, and so my plan in my mind was I was going to work into public public affairs, like government relations work, public mm-hmm. policy. Um, and I was going to go to grad school initially. And so it was like, uh, let's see, it was the spring. Oh, no, it was the fall of 2017. It was like, okay, I'm going to make the shift. I started applying. I'm going to, took my GRE. I'm going to apply to the mm-hmm. grad schools. Um, my or was it 2018? I'm tripping. No, it was 2017. It was. Um, so th- all the while, um, my um, the Harris County judge, um, shout out to Ed Emmett. Um, mm-hmm. He was my, you know, 
who I interned with, who let me introduce him when I worked from part time, he was, you know, serving as a great mentor and person I could rely on and get feedback on and say, hey, I'm going to, I want to get into this space that, that you're in that I got exposed to. This is what I want to do is like, okay, I'll help you out with your, you know, letters of recommendation and different things like nice. that, which is awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Great, great, um, relationship. I try to take advantage of, um, and then hurricane Harvey hit, uh, late August, 2017 in right. uh, greater Houston area. Um, and post that, um, this is the spring. He like literally probably the week that I was going to submit my application to go to grad school. He was mm-hmm. like, Hey, I'm going to open this position to my staff as my flood control policy advisor. Do you want it? I was like, absolutely. Wow. It's like, it's, it was basically like, uh, typically people post grad would want a position that he offered me. Got you know it. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it was like, absolutely. The experience and getting into this exact field. Mm-hmm. is is more than i could ask for and i um was definitely fe- definitely felt well underqualified for mm-hmm. the position mm-hmm. um considering the, the how big of an issue flooding is in the greater houston area it's the number one kind of natural disaster that we face mm-hmm. regularly um and having the ability to make that high of an impact with the role that i had um is was really exciting and really challenging i made a lot of mistakes that helped sure. me learn really quickly mm-hmm. um and and definitely better off for it um and so that was kind of my step into the to where i am now mm-hmm. um my you know harris county judge at emmett uh he didn't get reelected in the 2018 midterm elections which was last fall uh which was a bit of a shocker for different realities mm-hmm. but um so what that put us put me at the time so this was last fall was like man i don't know if i'm gonna have a job now mm-hmm. i in my mind he was gonna win the election and yeah, I'd be there for another how many, you know, four years at least for his next term or whatever. Sure. I was like, okay, well, it seems like I might have to shift again, mm-hmm. you know, not even a year into this position. Um, but thankfully, with my new boss now, mm-hmm. I transitioned through this administration shift uh, and shifted roles to community engagement. So it's it's related to public policy, but different at the same time. Uh, and it's it's been a, a blessing in disguise, honestly, in the sense of of kind of the space that it puts me in directly mm-hmm. that aligns a lot with where I, I know I want to be sure. uh, of like directly being on the ground more with the people, yes. um, understanding needs, advocating for whatever mm-hmm. it needs to be there. Um, so it's, it's really yes. challenging. It's a huge, it's a very creatively open role. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it's been a great challenge to my discipline of like, okay, creating my own projects and proposing them and some some may stick some may fall through mm-hmm. and just really trying to make things happen and, and trying to serve the community man it's it's exciting i love it i love it i mean it, it speaks to your passion right what i know about you you know you're a dreamer you want to make a difference you want to yeah, make impact absolutely. and then you get like this engineering opportunity which is an yeah. incredible career by itself right huge great, um, career. great career but then you sensing that you know something wasn't maybe maybe the word is fulfill- fulfilling yeah, yeah it wasn't as fulfilling as it could be and then you being in a position you position yourself well so that you had the relationships to open up this opportunity for you mm-hmm. and then to um be able to be in a position that has a lot more fulfillment to it yeah and you're connecting with a lot of people you're helping with people with their needs which is a powerful thing. And mm-hmm. then I think, I think it's powerful. We know, I think we often talk about on the show about um, calling, yeah. you know, and people, you know, it's like this purpose with a divine touch, you know, and, and, and where's, where's my calling? But it's, but it sounds like, you know, 
getting more closely in tune and aligned with your calling as far as that change from that engineer into what you're doing now. Yeah, no, that was absolutely it. Like I have no regrets from being an engineer at all. It definitely allowed me to learn more, so much more about myself that I wouldn't have mm -hmm. been able to learn if I didn't go through that. Sure. Um, and that firm that I worked with actually allowed me to work in the community as much as was possible. So it was like, I kind of had the best of both worlds is what I was asking for. They, they really let me, uh, explore kind of these these really you know aspects that i was really really uh interested in that i mm -hmm. expressed to them and one thing i did uh, when i was trying to make my shift that really helped along with the from the connection standpoint is that i i met one guy um at this at this city event um and he was a lawyer and i was like yeah i think I'm, i might want to go to law school i might want to try this out mm -hmm. he was like hey yeah um let's shoot me an email we'll, we'll, we'll get some we'll get some time together and we'll i'll give you some advice sure um and he gave me some great advice. The one advice that stuck with me and I went full in on was finding, emailing two people um, every week that's in the proposed space that I want to be in. Wow. Just to get advice for questions like, hey, this is what I want to get into. Do you have any advice for me? It is something that, so I met with a good amount of people leading up to that that, are in, that were either lawyers or they're in the policy space or they work for a, a, a university. It's like what incredible it incredible tip. And it was really, really good because he, he was like, yeah, and at the end of every other week, tell me who you reached out to. So he provided this mm, accountability. Yes. And this guy, his name was Andy, awesome guy. I got to mm. actually shoot, see how he's doing. It's been a while since I reached out to him. Mm -hmm. But literally that was a great stepping stone to me being like, okay, should I work in a political campaign to get my foot into it? Because I was going to do that. So I got these really cool connections of just like, these are these are some ways that you can get a foot into understanding, hey, is this a space I want to get into? Mm -hmm. uh, just just shooting a bunch of emails like every week. Mm -hmm. I would just do random Google searches like, okay, mm -hmm. who's, who's at, at Rice University that's working public policy? Wow. And I would email them, hey, professor, I'm, I, I work for this. I'm, I'm interested in getting this space. Can we grab coffee or do you have any advice for me? And I grabbed coffee with a, guy, a good amount of people. So that was one I thing. I love that. that I'm, really, I'm, really I'm using that. I'm yeah, using that one. Yeah. Yes. It, it was really valuable. And I try to keep that in mind and, and for different things I'm trying to learn about or get more information about. Because mm -hmm. there's so many people that have knowledge about the things that you want to do. <laughs> yes. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So let me ask you. Um, so currently dating mm. uh, not dating with girlfriend currently not dating okay currently not dating not dating so yeah. uh, and i want to i want to know about the process because i think you know you have all these accolades on on that portfolio right sure so then when you're getting to know you know um uh when you're getting to know a woman right and you're getting to know and you're potentially sharing about you how do you go about sharing or not sharing some of this like expansive portfolio you have athletically or even in with but you know, policy or um, yeah. what's the, is it government? Is it yeah, government? Yeah, I work for the government. So, so it's yep. government, you know, the engineer, the yep. rice football, the captain, like how much do you voluntarily, you know, bring about and how much do you just kind of, do you hide or like, you know, tell me <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. what is your, I don't know if it's a, it's a process is the right word for it. Yeah. What do you do with that? Yeah. I, I won't really get into the nitty gritty of things very like outright. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I guess I'll try to gauge what they may know about me already. Okay. And then I'll just feed off of them. So okay. typically if they, they say, Hey Gabe, you know, tell me about yourself, where you're from. Hey, I'll give the basic biography of like, yeah, I'm, I'm from here. This is where I live. You know, I'm a Christian. I, I do this stuff. This mm -hmm. is who I work for now. 
And then, it, you know, the conversation goes to wherever it is. But I never will be like, oh, yeah, I was on the TV show. And, you know, <laughs> ultimate dude, Beastmaster. Right. <laughs> People call me the Ultimate Beastmaster. No, no, I, I've never done that. I think usually it's, you know, I, I you know, I, I do share my life pretty purposefully intently on, on social media and stuff and mm-hmm. so people may you know learn about me there and then if they bring up that it's like oh i heard you on this show and then i'll share about it right, right so right. I, unless prompted i really won't go into like some of these details of mm-hmm. some of the things i do like i'll give like yeah i love music i like to sing i play uh, play some instruments and mm-hmm. but i'll never honestly i it's just kind of where i'm at and i'm pretty content with doing it I'm not right. trying to hide but not like hey i played the cello i performed at weddings conferences and worship <laughs> services you know right i'm not <laughs> gonna pull out my cv and be like hey this is uh this is credentials <laughs> let me give you an autograph yeah let me, let me give you an autograph beat, beat you to it right you i know what you're gonna ask let me write it for you already so then but yeah. now if you don't lead with that okay clearly yeah yeah, yeah. now um so you have you have friends of you know um different guys you know and, and you know some, some sometimes our guy friends can hype us up you know can oh, hype yeah. you up and, oh, and, yeah. and sh- oh, maybe even openly share your accolades for you so how does that influence even like your social life or even your in your relationships with women how, how, how does that uh yeah well i, I think perhaps it, it may give some more opportunities to, <laughs> to, meet, to meet some to meet some women that i may not normally do i don't mm. know um but yeah people will advocate for me on my behalf say, oh you got to meet this guy whatever um and yeah i i really don't think much of it to be honest i think whoever introduces me to someone else it, it is what it is and you kind of meet them create a relationship and yeah uh, just be friends with whoever it's <laughs> coming my way i don't know and, and then it, so they're hyping yeah. you when you're around yeah, of, of course you know you hear it but oh, then yeah. sometimes they hype you up when you're not around and they're like oh like right so how do you find out that somebody hyped you up or how does that come oh, about it you just know comes up because conversation because the, yeah. the, the the lady may not go hey this is what i know about you up front she oh, she yeah. may not lead with it either you oh, know no, yeah that's true i think it, it'll eventually may come out it's like oh hey my friend told told me about this that you did and like oh, okay yeah then i'll get into whatever like that sure, okay but yeah again it, it does get kind of awkward sometimes or like, oh, how do you know that? Oh, yeah, I saw this or they told mm-hmm. me about this. But right. I think it, it's kind of what it is when you if you, you have friends that, oh, they want to be a matchmaker for you or something. But yeah, I have like, some incredible friends and some incredible friends who are like the best hype people <laughs> for me. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I fully embrace it. I know our, our mutual friend, uh, Victor. Uh, yes. Biratula, Come you on, know, Vic. Uh, we uh, Shout out to Vic. I think he, we were, you and I were together at a conference in July. They even had the podcast kind of materialized. You being right. here, yeah, yeah. he leaned over to me and said, "You know, hey, you got to get Gabe Baker on the podcast because uh, he's like golden child Joseph oh from goodness. the Book of Genesis. You know, I love uh, Victor favor so much, overflowing man. in his life. <laughs> that might be the name of this podcast, by favor the way. Overflow- <laughs> I, like I love alliteration. Right. <laughs> no, yeah, man. I, Victor is definitely an awesome, awesome friend and brother in the in the faith in me. And uh, yeah. He, he puts a smile on my face every time I see him and he makes me feel awkward in the best way possible. I'm just hyping me out. So shout out to Victor. So yeah. then uh, the quick, one more question about the ladies. The ladies. Um, okay. So then everything you've done, yeah. you know, your portfolio, if you will. So does that mean like standards are sky high or like, you know, you know, um, I guess you could say so, but not, not for this, not 
for the purpose of like boxing myself in to only certain people, mm-hmm. I, I think I've just become, I've, I've gotten to a, a, a decent point. I feel like a pretty good point, And there's so much room to grow of knowing so a lot more about myself emotionally and how I ought to be within a connection with someone mm-hmm. before investing myself further. So like, ideally, you know, everyone has, Oh, I want this person to be like this. I want to be like mm. this in, in my mind. It's hard to get around those things. And I try not to stick to them, but then there's those aspects of like, yeah, I want someone that that is compatible with kind of my career aspirations or obviously where, where I am in my faith. Sure. Um, so there's, there, there are those kind of inherent aspects of want to be, you know, physically attracted to them, all these different aspects, these, mm-hmm. these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I guess it, it does raise the stakes, I guess, through my experiences with the relationships I have been in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is for the reason of like, yeah, I want to be purposeful in, yes. in, in, with the people I commit my life to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what it sounds like, right? Like you want to make a big difference. Yeah, and then so yeah. um, the phrase that I'm using is not the right phrase. Okay. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. All I'm going right. to say this phrase. So but you don't want dead weight. <laughs> No, that's right. Yeah, you don't want somebody. Great. You don't want somebody holding you back. You want somebody like going in the same direction. We're gonna do great things together yeah. in the community, um, for our faith, um, just to help as many people as we can. Oh yeah, I, I think you want to have someone that makes you better. That's mm, absolutely yes. It. You want someone compatible, um, someone that's gonna challenge you, and and someone that's um, yeah, that that really complements everything that you are or that you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's exactly where I'm trying, where my at least my perspective is, like what I look for, and like someone that's a leader, someone that's all these things that are like, that I'm someone that I'm truly impressed at, mm. impressed with. Yes. Like when I see them, like, wow, I'm just impressed by you. Mm-hmm. Like from a faith standpoint, from a, from an ambition standpoint, for what, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be particular pockets, but, mm-hmm. and there's just, you know, there's just also a, just a, a different, a, maybe an uh, indescribable connection you kind of yes. have certain people to. You know? Yes, yes. Yeah. So given all of that, um, how do you stay grounded with all this? Because yeah. I think what I sense in you in our interactions, even even now in the podcast, it's not so much like it's I don't sense arrogance. I don't sense um, boasting or like uh, being full of yourself, although some people might look at you and go, well, you have reason to be, you know, so what helps you stay grounded? Um, gratitude to God without question. And, and what I mean by that um, Obviously, I'm talking about my faith, uh, referring to it a lot, and I could get more detail with it. But essentially, my perspective has deeply, um, really built itself on the the perspective that I have more. Um, how should I put it? Everything that I have is more than I deserve. Mm, yes. Like I, I, I could. I think about it all the time. First of all, I'm always motivated by the brevity of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so how how short life is mm-hmm. gives me so much energy. Yes, um, and gives me a lot of perspective on, on what I'm investing my life in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, like it can be taken away in a split second. Yes, is extremely humbling mm-hmm. and so gratifying to me. Like wow, I I don't deserve it at all. Like mm-hmm. I could have been born in a different century, mm-hmm. in a different country with not even uh, a fraction of the blessings and, and different things I do have uh, mm-hmm. financially resources, relationships, like literally there's so much out of my control mm-hmm. that it keeps me grounded. Like, man, I don't deserve anything. Wow. And that's a, that's a, yes. that's a powerful thing way to put it. But mm-hmm. that's kind of how I feel a, mm-hmm. a lot of times. Like, man, I, I, I literally could have been anywhere else, mm-hmm. but God has put me where I am for a reason. Um, and I think that aspect of knowing that um, God has purposed me with, 
all the things I do have does ground me to like, okay, how am I taking advantage of the privilege and resources and agency mm-hmm. to lift those up who have less yes. and, and, and help focus people in the right direction? Mm-hmm. Yes. I, and I love that. I love that. I think, and I think that overflows from you, this year commitment to helping people. It's like, okay, just because I have more doesn't mean I'm trying to like, you know, use every opportunity I have to elevate me, but it's, can I help the people around me? Because I understand, you know, that the opportunities I have, they don't come to everyone. And let me be, let me have gratitude and let me be gracious in everything that's, that's um, in my life. That's what I sense from you, Um, which is such a powerful thing. I appreciate your example in that area. Oh, thanks, Jerry. So I know we're going to have to wrap it up, but I want to ask you one more question. Cool. So all these outstanding achievements, accolades, overflowing <laughs> favor, thanks. right? Um, what's the most normal part of your life? Mm. I'm a very normal person, Derek. I really <laughs> am. There's so many things. Where do I start? I, <laughs> there's a couple of things that come to mind immediately. Um, I love eating breakfast for dinner. Breakfast for dinner. Um, and then I'm a, I'm, uh, I have, I love following kind of what's the top thing when it comes to tv movies mm-hmm. so obviously my favorite show is the office there we go um i love following any superhero movie or tv show so the mcu mm-hmm. i'm all over the mcu marvel mm-hmm. cinematic universe all the dc movies which even though the dc movies you know the superman movies and whatnot mm-hmm. aren't doing very well i'm a huge fan still yes. obviously uh so keeping up with those you know when the walking dead comes back into season this fall i'm gonna be mm-hmm. on it yeah so man i i love you know using uh decompressing watching those shows kind of mm-hmm. keeping up to date with pop culture in a sense there we go whatever yes. it is um mm-hmm. i think that it's an interesting launching point to conversations to people like connections like oh yeah i don't know how to connect to you but i think we like the same show <laughs> <laughs> yes. sometimes that's my last resort mm-hmm. you know yes. but yeah so that's i think that those are two things that come to mind of mm-hmm. my normalness uh, but i'm a very normal person gotcha really. <laughs> gotcha okay okay well good we're good yeah, yeah, yeah. well to bring it in for a landing here yeah. uh, we're on the strong life coach podcast here with gabe baker of course on this podcast we speak life coach life right life and lead life and if you're tuning in be sure to like the podcast rate it give it that five star rating on itunes uh, comment on it share it and don't forget to subscribe thank you thank you